Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this episode, we talk about why you should stop trying to be extraordinary. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to look at the idea of being ordinary, of being regular, of being average, and why that has become such a negative thing. Why does that have a negative connotation to it? I want to look at why we should stop trying to be extraordinary, why embracing our ordinariness, embracing how regular we are as individuals is actually the way forward if we want to create and experience extraordinary things. So this should be a super good episode. Now, this episode was written by Lisa Hagen. Be sure to connect with her. The links to her social media is in the description of this episode if you'd like to. I also have links to any resources used or mentioned in the description of this episode as well. Now, before we jump into it, one of my goals for the new year is to become an absolute beast in the kitchen. I want to be able to make the kind of meals that make your eyes and your taste buds excited. And that's why I'm such a big fan of Green Chef. So if you haven't heard of them, Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. They're cool because ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. And Green Chef makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every single lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. I first tried Green Chef a few months ago, and one of the first meals I ever made was this salmon dish with kale, couscous, and dried cranberries. It was so good. I've honestly made it like five times since then. It's become a favorite in this household. Me and Rachel make it all the time. I think we actually just made it the other day. And that was inspired by Green Chef. I first tried that dish through Green Chef. That's why I want to get good in the kitchen this year, because we've shared these moments together from actually first making it when we first discovered it, making it together in the kitchen, spending time together to now having dinner that we get to sit at our table and talk and eat something delicious. And that's thanks to Green Chef. And since all of the meals are put together by professional chefs, you can be sure that you're going to learn something cool every single time you make a meal. There's always going to be new ways of cooking, new meal ideas, and really, really straightforward directions, which is my favorite part because I am not yet that great in the kitchen. So why not join me? 
head over to greenchef.com slash tinyleaps90 and use code tinyleaps90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. So head over to greenchef.com slash tinyleaps90 and use code tinyleaps90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. In an earlier episode, we focused on confronting perfectionism and concluded that the simple solution was to recognize that we are enough. Our version of perfect is enough. We need to be compassionate with what we see in the mirror and the image that looks back at us. This is practiced through improving our speech, using language to encourage ourselves rather than tear ourselves down. Now, if you're beginning to establish these practices in your speech, then the next step is to tackle mediocrity in your life. What do you hear when I say mediocre? See, I feel like you might think that the word that might come to mind is ordinary or average. For some reason, these two things have become bad. Somehow the idea of being ordinary or average is equated to failure. But when did ordinary become a lifestyle to be avoided? When did we condemn it as not being good enough? To understand the barriers we've built, let's walk through a scenario. You're going on a blind date. You enter the restaurant, coffee shop, park, and you see them for the first time. The excitement is still there, but in addition, you're making a number of judgments about them. Appearance, do you find them attractive? Outfit, what lifestyle does it suggest? What does their body language reveal? Within just a few moments, you've formulated an impression, one that is maintained until our experience either proves it or redefines it. This mental process is natural, so what makes it a negative habit? Making judgments is our mind's way of cataloging and processing the volume of data it has to filter every day. It enables us to adapt to the environment and respond to the social situation that we're in. The danger comes when we allow these initial judgments to become concrete impressions, when we box individuals into a category and expect them to behave in a particular way. He lives here and therefore, or she works as and that means... If we're not mindful, these preconceptions can be destructive. They can limit the opportunities we take and the relationships that we choose. Average, ordinary, regular, mediocre, these things have negative connotations because we already have established ideas of what it means, what it looks like. Because it means the absence of something. It means that there is lack. So to start exploring this, we need to refer to the research of Alain de Botton. He's a Swiss-born British philosopher who explores the philosophy of everyday life. He states that our tendency to ask the question, what do you do, is our downfall. We use the responses to this question to define a rigid understanding of who we are and who others are. That rigidity is exactly where the problem is. We allow a small part to create a universal meaning of an individual. This formulation of a judgment can trap both us and our relationships with others. So why do we do it? Why do we create a self-imposed trap around what we expect from ourselves and others? One proposed cause is that of material accumulation. We live in a world of materialism. However, the materialism itself isn't what we actually want. Our desire for material goods, a new phone, a fancy car, an impressive home, are accumulated in order for us to feel a sense of fulfillment. In De Botton's words, they are a conduit. Ultimately, it's the state of fulfillment, the idea of being fulfilled, of happiness that we're craving. By nature, 
We're relational beings. We crave love and acceptance. But when we prioritize what we do, what we have above who we are, who we are with and how we experience life, our self-fulfillment remains void. We continue to accumulate, but there's emptiness. The paradox with a meritocracy is that it creates a mental imbalance between those who have and those who don't. You can work incredibly hard, but still comparatively have a lifestyle that does not compare. Our tendency to view material gains through this biased gaze, them being a measure of our merit and hard work, inverts what fulfillment they can give us. It creates a framework for how we interpret the lives of others and our own in comparison. It's at this juncture that Debotan presents the most challenging question. Can we deal with who we are without the stuff? This acceptance of who we are is the key to how we prevent material accumulation becoming a mental barrier. If we're happy in where we are, then the merits and accomplishments of others doesn't really matter. The question, what do you do, becomes replaced with who are you? This sickness we've created can be proven in the concept of the American dream. Ambition is not the enemy, but when we idealize and make perfect what that dream should be, it exaggerates our own insignificance in relation to it. All of a sudden, we're questioning who we are. Are we good enough? If we don't have the material things, have we actually achieved anything? Now, the answer is always yes, you are good enough. You're ordinary. No matter what you accomplish in this life, you will always be ordinary. That is life. Being human means being ordinary. Now, we can have extraordinary experiences, but the gift of life is the ordinary experience that we all go through. So how do we cultivate this? How do we shift our approach? Well, I propose the adoption of Donald Winnicott's formula for good enough. He's a psychoanalyst who provides a framework to achieve this goal. There are five realities we have to accept about how our minds work. We need to consciously think through how they influence our behavior. The first is we are vulnerable. We're vulnerable to suggestion, to interpretation, to influence. Therefore, we need to avoid imposing our belief system on those of others, allowing it to blind us or bias us towards how we interpret their actions. Our lives do not have to be carbon copies. Our life can be good enough, even if they're polar opposites. Number two is we need to feel our own emotion. We have a tendency to echo the emotions of those around us. We match anger with anger, jealousy with jealousy. This echo causes these emotions to be amplified, leading only to internal chaos. Instead, we need to choose to match anger with calm, jealousy with forgiveness or compassion. This counterintuitive response gives space for reality to be readjusted, for impressions to be reframed, for relationships to grow positively and judgments to be realigned. We can empathize with the anger of another, but it does not need to become our own. Number three, we're too compliant. We comply even if we don't wish to. We say yes when we mean no. This tendency can prompt us to lose ourselves. We need to embrace what it is we actually want and say so. Number four, let yourself just be. We need to have the space in our minds to empathize with how others think, believe, and behave. This practice will allow us to avoid the dangers that come with points one through three. Being means to exist as who you are, not what you have or what you do or who someone else is. And this also means allowing others to exist as who they are. And number five, we have to realize the gravity of our actions. 
Surrender your ego. Instead, be rooted in love of self and those in your circle. Understanding these five mental habits can help us avoid being the architects of our own disaster. The key shift in our approach is to find gratitude in the ordinary. When we can achieve this mindset, as Debaton shares, we can avoid viewing our lives as inadequate in relation to expectation. These dangers are symptomatic of idealistic belief in meritocracy. He argues that we need to ask ourselves the question, what is joy? When you're reviewing the five mental habits, always return to this question. It'll help you navigate a path forward that accepts your ordinary life as good enough and finds that everything is okay. Joy can be found in the simplest of moments, a cup of tea with your mom, a play date with your niece, an accomplished day at work. When we can find gratitude and joy in these moments in the space between, we can reconcile that who we are, the life we have, and whether or not we're actually good enough. Again, this episode was written by Lisa Hagen. Shout out to her. Be sure to follow her or connect with her. There are links to her profiles in the description of this episode. I encourage you, if you haven't already, to consider today's sponsor, Green Chef. I've really enjoyed being a member and trying some of their meals. Food is always delicious. Sometimes it's unique. Sometimes it's things that you maybe wouldn't think of on your own. And that by itself is a nice adventure. So head over to greenchef.com slash tinyleaps90 and use the code tinyleaps90 to get $90 off, including free shipping, or just click the link in the description of this episode and use the code tinyleaps90. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.